Welcome to the Erasmus Foundation podcast. My name is Paul Nugent. Are you looking for answers to life and its meaning? Then this may well be the very podcast you need to listen to. In a series of podcasts, we are going to look at the difficult questions of life and apply spiritual knowledge to find out the answers. Hello. Today, our subject is the science of spirit. Now, in the past, we've had the words science and spirit usually have been on parallel paths and not crossing over. One was separate from the other, or that's how it seemed. Um, the scientists would not appreciate those people foreign spirit and the people of spirit would not necessarily fully understand those in, in search of scientific discovery. But this title has crossed them over now so that science and spirit are under the same umbrella. Now, this is interesting and I think an important step forward for mankind. So, Julia, the science of spirit. Hi, Julia. What would you like to say on the subject? Well, I believe and I understand that the science of spirit is really a part of the natural law. In a way, it is almost like the structure of the natural law. That's how I have understood it. And the natural law, as we know, has been created by the great mind a very long time ago and governs and orders the whole of the universe. So the science of spirit really is within the whole universe, the physical and the spiritual realms. And so to me, it seems quite, in a way, almost normal that we should link the two words. But I can understand, you know, what you said about how we think on the earth and in a way, that's perhaps one of the problems on the earth in the past, and I think it will change more in the future. And that is because on the earth, we use our brain, or we have a brain, of course, and we use it more than we use our mind, if people use their minds at all. So I feel that if we can surface our mind more, we should give ourselves the opportunity to think a little bit more broadly and understand the meaning of the science of spirit and why it is called a science. And the other thing that I understand, which I'm sure will be explained a little bit more later, is that everything that exists is linked with the law of mathematics which I have to confess is not a great subject of mine, but I can understand why that is being said. Um, the little that I could say I appreciate of the science of spirit, I can see perhaps the order in just looking at nature, uh, the patterns, the shapes, the numbers. So I can see why that is said. And my own personal feeling is that the more I have surfaced my mind, the more I have been interested and sensitive to the natural law. 
uh, and thereby the science of spirit. And in particular, in the last few years, when I've been involved in the fruit and vegetable garden here, I think it has opened my mind a little more to how wondrous it is and, and how it works. And I really enjoy it. I love being out there in nature and having the opportunity to create plants. It, it's a wonderful feeling. And also I understand that within the science of spirit, everything is related. I mean, that phrase, no man is an island, really you can say that for everything that is created. And we perhaps on the earth only understand a little at the moment of what that means. But it is interesting watching certain documentaries on television to see how mankind is slowly realizing how connected nature is and how one thing helps another or one thing works with another. It is, you know, truly incredible and um, a joy for us to hear and learn about as well. And I'm sure as our minds surface more in the future, which we believe will happen, that more of the science of spirit will be understood. Indeed. Corinne, it is interesting that a lot of mankind believes that all this happened by chance. And you're going back to so-called Big Bang and and all of a sudden, over many, many, many years, we get a human being that's evolved and, and came to us purely by chance. And yet, if you look at the human being and look at the inside of human being and see how it works and how every part needs the other part to make it work. It seems incredible to me that it's all happened by chance. So what's your feelings on that, Corinne? Well, my feeling about that, Paul, is that nothing is by chance and nothing is by coincidence. If if I may uh, explain the way I see the creation, the way I see it with my human eyes, because, of course, only the great mind knows all about the science of spirit. But the way I understand is that the great mind has put order. He conceived the natural law to put order and it was in the purpose of life in all the universe. So man is not here by chance. Man is here because the great mind has conceived that there should be human beings for the spirit to come and experience some human lives because it is a way to learn and progress spiritually. All that exists in the creation has a purpose. In the science of spirit, as Julia has said, nothing is isolated and all that is living depends on 
what is around and has an impact on what is around. And all is fitting together into the form of a pattern designed by the great mind. And this can be measured. And it is the reason why we can speak of science. There is logic, there is order, there is a pattern with all things connected. And it is what creates the balance. So when we look at nature and people who take the time to look at nature, they can see how wonderful things are in nature, how all seems perfect as long as man has not put his hands or his feet there, I could say. Nature in itself has balance. The creatures, animals, the plants, all connected, all helping each other. And this is the science of nature. This is the natural law. Man is part of the natural law. But, as Julia has said, the brain in this civilization, the brain has become very important and has overshadowed the mind. And man, with his brain, is making theories, but Perhaps because he's working with his brain, these theories sometimes can be perhaps not too correct. Or perhaps sometimes the application of these theories can be not in the right way as they should if they were in tune with the natural law. For example, some sciences are being used in manufacturing goods and sometimes some of these goods are not too healthy for man. So it means that there, there is something wrong in medicine as well. It seems at the present time that some are believing that the more tablets you take, the better you will be. But there are side effects that can sometimes be really bad for man's health. So, as Julia has said, in the future, if man uses more his mind, man will be more in tune with the natural law and perhaps will use more the science of spirit and be more in tune with spirit. And this eventually will lead to a, a better world. Nothing made by the great mind is by coincidence. All is under the order designed by the great mind. 
and it is important that man comes back to respect the natural law and the way the great mind has conceived life. Thank you, Corinne. Thank you very much. It is interesting when you look at science now and you see the discoveries they're making, and it is very impressive some of the things that they're doing. But I just wonder how much more impressive and much more successful it would be if they were hand in hand with spiritual values as well. What do you feel about that? Yes, Paul, I, I agree with you, because I think some of the examples that Corrine has just given, the reason that we're creating this imbalance is because of a lot of the weakness within our world at the moment that has become so great within mankind. For example, greed. So perhaps something is discovered about something in nature, and then there are people who feel Oh, how can we use this to create something to sell to make lots of money? And I think that is one of the basis for this unbalance that we see in our world and why we are in such a state at the moment and why nature is showing itself as it is through our weather and through disease and in many other ways and within mankind because we are not in a good state mentally or physically or emotionally at the moment. But I think sometimes people are impressed, perhaps someone working in the science field, impressed by spirit because they are trying to help us as much as they can. And so occasionally I think we have a discovery and this would be tapestry for that particular person. And one would hope that that would be then taken forward in the right way. And sometimes I'm sure it is, and sometimes perhaps not. So I'm sure that will change in the future as we look at nature as being something that is there to work with us. But we should be approaching nature in a balanced way, not looking at it in a way of what can we get out of it, but more about how wonderful it is and how it is here to help us but we need to work with it. And in that way, we will find that we will have a more balanced world. We will find much more peace. There will be little or no stress because we are working with nature. We are working with the natural law. So it's very simple and it's very logical if we, in a way, use our minds and recognise how we have abused nature through many of the flaws that are a part of our makeup and are, of course, a great challenge to all of us at this time. But I think the news stories that we are seeing now are perhaps trying to wake us up. And we talk about the spiritual awakening here. And I think at times we do see that in people's concerns and in what they are trying to do to try and change people in authority. Um, I think that is quite difficult at the moment. I think things have got to get worse before more people uh, are forced to listen and to make changes. 
So I think that is where we are at, at in the world at the moment. Uh, great change, exciting times because of what we understand and believe here in the foundation is waiting there for us to take us forward into a much more balanced future and a future that really is working with the natural law and thereby working within the science of spirit. Thank you, Julia. Uh, Bettina said uh, a couple of weeks ago, she said basically that the difference between the brain and the mind and how man only knew a part of a half of himself, which is the brain. He, he doesn't kind of recognize the spiritual side of him, his mind, but he doesn't completely know his physical side. So when you think about it, he's quite handicapped in his way of thinking, Corinne. And how much more would man discover? Would he reach or nearly reach his potential if he understood his mind better? It is difficult for me to, to foresee. But in this time of spiritual awakening, I am believing that all the spirits will be here on earth as humans to help towards this direction of more open mind, more surfacing mind, because perhaps they will be also programmed to be so, and therefore to help mankind to go in that direction with new technologies, cleaner sources of energy that could be developed to help man mankind to go in that direction. And of course, this foundation is here to, to help people to understand how the mind is, is important because it is the true, true self. And in our mind, there is so much knowledge, Paul. In our mind, there is all the knowledge of all our previous lives, as well as all the knowledge we have gathered in at home and in other dimensions. So we can imagine if we could have all this knowledge to help us, that life would be much different. And also, we would be more in tune with the natural law and perhaps the, the choices made by man would be good choices. Indeed. Now, as we're talking about the brain and the mind, when you think about it, how restrictive our thought process can be if even when these scientists discover something, and it may, from their point of view, seem to be one thing, whereas if they had their mind more open, may see it as something completely different. So I do think we're quite restricted in some of the discoveries that we are having at the moment, Julia. And how do we how do we learn to bring our mind and brain together to become more as one? Well, I think it gets back to what we often talk about here is 
getting to know yourself. And you do need to get to know yourself physically and spiritually. And that that does take time. But it is important to have true self-knowledge because then you're in a better place to go forward in life and perhaps find the purpose that you have in life. Uh, Everyone has a purpose. Obviously, we've talked about a few times in the podcast about meditation, which is a, a great tool that we have been taught here to help us to quieten the brain and surface the mind and actually to think about ourselves, how we are in our life, in our day to day, how we are with other people, how they affect us. All of this gives us valuable knowledge and wisdom through these meditations and through our day-to-day experience. So I think with all of that, we are in a better place to, in a way, be more generous and more adaptive in our thinking and our behavior. So as you say, sometimes people will discover something and you know, maybe it's put forward as a theory and it might be talked about as a theory for a time. And then after a while, it's almost talked about as a fact. But sometimes other things come along and perhaps it's an opportunity to look again at this subject. I mean, one one obvious example is this theory of evolution, uh, which was, you know, put down a long time ago. But people aren't really thinking with their minds, I don't believe, because this seems to be the understood fact of what life's about, which seems very illogical. And, uh, you know, as we've said, logic is a great part of the natural law, it's a basis within the natural law. So if we can surface our mind, then we find this logic and this reason as well as spiritual strength to be truthful to ourselves and others. And so sometimes I think if we have a certain belief about something, but then maybe other thoughts or other discoveries are made, it can take spiritual strength and courage to maybe say, well, okay, perhaps what I thought before is not quite right, and maybe this is Um, giving me a fuller picture of whatever the subject is. So I think it's about everyone getting to know themselves, finding this sort of strength so that we can communicate and live with, with each other in a more spiritual way and be more generous when we discuss things and maybe have to change our views and thoughts because we don't always have the right answers straight away. So it's it's quite a learning curve. And I'm sure in the future, as more people's minds are in use, this form of generosity and communication will be almost natural. And that can only be a good thing for the earth as a whole and for the people that are living on the earth and trying to do the best they can with with their lives. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be um, much more fruitful for them and much more rewarding. Thank you very much. Now, as you were speaking, what's coming into my mind quite clearly is the reason why 
life hasn't got the clarity that we're told it has in spirit is a lot to do with the lack of truth that is being, well, it, it's, it's more about falsehood. That, that it doesn't matter to people whether the truth is given or not. And I think people don't know who to believe, don't know what to believe. Misinformation, lies, falsehood everywhere. And I think that really does affect our lives on this planet at the moment, Corinne. Truth is so important, isn't it? Yes, it is indeed, Paul. It is very difficult for people to live in this life where falsehood is uh, so common. Politicians are, are lying. People in commerce selling goods are lying with advertising. Most of time is not giving the right idea of the product. So it is more and more difficult to know really where to find truth in, in the world today. And it is, it is very sad because it has almost become as something natural to tell a lie. But of course, in spirit, we know truth at home. Truth is there and at home, in spirit, everything is clear. Now, science wants to be, as you have said at the beginning, above spirituality. But it is the science of man, of the earth, and of the human brain. Because if we let the mind express himself, the mind is our link with the great mind. Thank you, Corinne. We're coming to the end of our podcast now, and I know that Padina would like to say something before we close today. So, Padina, would you like to speak? Yes. The word science in the earth has in its meaning a strength, a factual element which by its own prescription argues that nothing can be unacceptable because it is a science. And man, when he investigates nature, he uses science like a language to explain what he tries to understand, what he tries to interpret from what he sees or discovers mathematically, logically, reasonably. But all of that is contained within the natural law. And that is the science of spirit. It simply explains what is. And the very meaning of the science of spirit 
is really the essence of the great mind who put into order and created the natural law using the science of spirit, which is the essential structure logically and with reason of all that is contained within the entire universe. That is the natural law according to how the great mind has designed it. So perhaps that is my attempt to give a definition of what the science of spirit really is. The Erasmus Foundation is a spiritual teaching and healing foundation based in Laxfield, Suffolk, in the United Kingdom. We have a webpage, www.erasmus-foundation.org. If you would like to be a guest on our podcast, or indeed have further questions for us, then please contact me on paul at erasmus-foundation.org and we'll do our best to accommodate you. Thank you very much for listening.